Dee Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives. My guest today is joining me from Half Moon Bay, California, just south of San Francisco. Lisa Spector is a Juilliard-trained concert pianist who will tell you that her Juilliard degree has gone to the dogs, and she couldn't be more thrilled. Lisa has applied her musical talent to improving the lives of dogs. Her piano playing is soothing pets in over 1,500 shelters worldwide, along with vet clinics and pet households. She's been called the pet calming maestro and has been featured in media outlets, including NPR, the CBS Early Show, USA Today, and ABC Australia. Welcome to Enhanced Life with Music, Lisa. Thank you so much, Mindy. It's an honor to be here. Well, Lisa, I can't wait to hear how our canine friends' lives are enhanced with music. Tell us about how you first developed a passion for enhancing dogs' lives with music. When did you first notice the effect that music had on dogs? Well, like the best things in life, it seemingly happened by accident at the time. It was 2003, (laughs) and I owned a music school in my community in Half Moon Bay, California. And I also have always loved dogs, had a passion for helping them and helping improve their lives. And I was a volunteer puppy raiser for Guide Dogs for the Blind. So I had a four-month-old Yellow Lab adorable puppy that I brought to my music school with me. And first of all, I will tell you that I think I got half of my business because of that puppy who then (laughs) became a dog because, you know, the kids just loved him. So at the time, I also had a class of four-year-olds and I was teaching programs for young kids and I had teenagers come after high school and also adults. But the four-year-olds, I needed a way to figure out how to just get them centered and focused fast because they'd come in just wild and crazy. (laughs) And so I started experimenting and learning about different kinds, and I will actually call it different prescriptions of classical music. And I took seminars on learning what work to focus children. I did not tell them I was doing anything. I just had this prescriptive music playing when they came in the room. And I noticed with eight kids come screaming in 30 seconds later, they were calm and focused. And then I looked next to me and saw that puppy and he was (laughs) snoozing. And I'm talking about a four-month-old rambunctious puppy. When you meet a service dog, a guide dog who's been trained, they learn to be calm dogs. But at four months old, most of them usually aren't. So I thought, this is great for the classroom for the kids, but I think I'm really onto something with this puppy here. So I started just snooping around and doing some research and seeing what has been done in this area. Keep in mind, this is a long time ago. It was 2003, and very little research had been done, but there was just enough to know that there was an interest for it. And that's when it all began. I ended up working with a veterinary neurologist who ran a research study and a sound researcher. And we did studies to find out what kind of classical. So when I say classical, it's because there had already been a study in 2001 by an Irish behaviorist, Deborah Wells, showing that classical compared to other kinds of music and a control group of no music calmed dogs in the shelter environment. 
Well, you and I know that classical music is an enormously broad term. It's music right. written over 400 to 600 years. Could be one instrument, could be 140 piece orchestra, it could be Berlioz Symphony Fantastique, it could be a guitar, you know, Vivaldi sonata. So mm -hmm. there's such variety, but most people aren't educated in this. I, I'm sorry to say, but in the United States, most people really aren't educated <laughs> about what classical music is. And sure. so what we did is we ran a study on different tempi of classical music, different composers, different orchestrations, different, you know, some was solo piano, some was chamber music, some was slower, some was faster in the shelter environment to find out what was conducive to calming the dogs in the shelters. And what we found out is that the mute at that time, the music that was psychoacoustically prepared, which means it was somewhat altered, slowed down, simplified, was more conducive to calming dogs in the shelter environment. And that's what we went with when we launched the company in 2008 called Through a Dog's Ear and ended up on the CBS Early Show at launch. It was quite magnificent. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I will tell you, this was way back in the early days when there had been little research. Now there's been a lot more research and other research studies show that classical music that hasn't been altered is actually more conducive to calming dogs in the shelter environment. Really? Yeah. So We'll talk, we'll get to later in our conversation what I'm doing now, but um, it's been all across the board. It's, there's even a research study that says that reggae is helpful for calming dogs. This was an area I was really at the, at the start of this, really helped open this window to for people understanding and getting people educated that your sound environment is really important to your dog's health, to their longevity, to their behavior. And it was something that was overlooked even by really good trainers at the time, whereas now it's, I wouldn't say it's quite mainstream, but it's getting there. Interesting. Anything else that you want to say about the science behind dogs and music? Well, people ask me all the time, so what composer? Do, do dogs like Bach or Mozart or Beethoven the best? They're all different. So there is no one composer. It's not about the composer. But what I invite dog lovers to do is to notice their own dog's behavior. First of all, there's just having it as a healthy sound source for you and your dog, because the energy does get transferred to both ends of the leash, but also what can be used to help your dog's behavioral issues. And that's where the music I've created has really come into play in larger ways than I ever could have dreamed of. I just didn't even know that it would help dogs with severe aggression issues and which is basically fear issues and you know would be used in veterinary clinics and by veterinary behaviorists and so forth too because there are some dogs every dog is different and certain breeds are a little more sound sensitive border collies are known to be mm. more sound sensitive than others their hearing is much more four times the range of as ours both in frequency and in distance so sometimes a dog might be hearing something that's two blocks away that's construction noise that's high pitch that you may not hear but i will tell you to really observe your own dog and to really keep something in mind which is really important which is 
dogs are hard to test because they will do anything to be near us. That's why we love them so much. They will compromise their own health and their well-being to be near us. So if you're in a household that you have teenagers playing rap music in one room, you've got a football game going in another, you've got heavy metal in another, and you've got classical in another, and your dog doesn't go to the classical, it may be because they want to be in the middle of the people. You know, dogs rarely hang out alone in a house. They want to be by your side. That's They see that as their job. All of this research, you know, there's a huge variety of it. But the one thing that it all has in common now is that lower frequencies calm the canine nervous system. So as dog people, we just do this naturally. We're, you know, my dog's name is Gina. So I'll say, good girl, in a lower longer legato sounds, your long smooth line sounds, Uh which is very um, representative of the music that I record for dogs. Now I run a sport called agility and I want to get her attention fast on the field when she's about to take the tunnel and I want her to take, come near me and take the jump. And I'll say, gee, here in short, high staccato pitches. Mm. And so Uh shorter sounds like charge their nervous system, shorter, higher sounds, charge their nervous system, longer, legato, smooth, long lines, calm their nervous system with your voice as well as with music. Wow, that's so interesting to hear you say that because I have these friends that I walk with neighbor friends. And I don't own a dog. My husband came to the marriage with a wonderful golden retriever, but that was almost 25 years ago. She's long since left us. We don't have a dog right now, but I have really good neighbor friends who have two gorgeous German shepherds. They also have a new baby and they both work, so they don't have a lot of time. And so sometimes I'll take their dogs on walks with me when I walk with my other neighbor friend who does have a dog. So This other friend that I walk with, sometimes I'll ask her for advice as I'm walking these sort of adopted dogs. Like, okay, if they're barking at this person on the other side of the street, what should I do to, you know, get them to calm down? And I remember her saying, well, one thing that's really key is keeping your voice low. Exactly. It's calming. And I'm like, oh, wow, interesting. So it's fun to to hear you say that too. Exactly. And think about how easy that is. You didn't have to buy anything. It's all part of it goes with you everywhere. It's it's effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, And she was like, if you think about what you say to get your dog excited about going out for a walk it's more like come on Beely let's go for a walk come on let's go you know and it's more that higher pitch exactly shorter sounds (laughs) exactly exactly the other thing that you said that I thought was really interesting is aggression often is fear it's kind of an expression of exactly and a couple thoughts that I had with that one it's really not any different than humans. I mean, humans, when they're acting aggressively, oftentimes it is because of fear. Exactly. But then also I had seen in some of your information that one effect of your music being played in shelters around the world is it's helped to increase adoption rates, which I found so fascinating. And it makes sense if dogs are acting aggressively, they probably do have some fear that brought them to the point of being in a shelter. And so I could see how 
music and calming music could really soothe them and make them more attractive to someone who's looking to adopt. That's exactly true, because it can work either way with a dog. So it could be a dog who cowers in the back of his kennel because he's too mm-hmm. afraid to come out, or it could be a dog mm-hmm. barking at the gate because he's fearful and he's not comfortable being touched. It's a wide variety, but it, it always comes down to fear. And the music can work like their security blanket. It's like mm-hmm. just something, sometimes some of these dogs, I swear, you look at them and, you know, their sound environment, and it's not only their sound environment, it's our human sound environment, aside from natural sounds like thunderstorms that can be really fearful for dogs. There's, I'm sitting here now and you probably can't hear it because I have a close mic, but there's beeping going out. And I live in a quiet neighborhood. There's beeping because there's work being done outside. And I'm sure Jean hears it. And so what she does, dogs are always alerting us. Is it safe? They're always on guard. Is this a safe sign? Do I need to protect us? So when it first came on outside, her ears are up and she's looking and she's like, no, it's all good. So she went back to sleep, but she's pretty calm dog. Anyhow, at 12 years old, but With the music being played in shelters, it's just such an easy way to bring them comfort. And who wants to adopt a dog who's like barking ferociously at their gate? And I have heard story after story that has just melted my heart and made me cry so much of stories of dogs getting adopted after being at the shelter for a year. And then they got introduced to my recordings and they got adopted because their behavior changed. Oh, wow. This is a quick break to tell you about Sonics, the service that I use to transcribe these episodes. Sonics is an artificial intelligence transcription service that automatically converts audio and video files to text, and it can translate to over 40 languages. I transcribed these episodes to make them more accessible. I tried multiple services and chose to stick with Sonics because of their accuracy, affordability, and because their site is just so easy to use. That's a big plus for me to not need to spend a bunch of time figuring out one more platform. While I love podcasts, I do tend to be a very visual learner. I figure other people probably are too, and having that written form of your work just makes it more versatile. Sonic's transcripts make the most of your hard work and can increase traffic to your site. Sonic's is spelled S-O-N-I-X. You can check them out with a free trial plus an extra 100 minutes of free transcription by using the link sonics.ai slash invite slash enhance life 100. There's a link in the show notes. Again, it's spelled S-O-N-I-X and that link is sonics.ai slash invite slash Enhance Life 100 for a free trial and an extra 100 minutes of free transcription. You had mentioned that the music is can be almost like a security blanket for dogs. How do you compare and contrast that with a practice of, say, leaving your TV on for your dog while you're gone or leaving just music, any music, random music playing for your dog while you're gone. The thing about leaving a TV on or leaving any music on is you don't have control over what advertisements are coming on. Are there gunshots in the movie that comes Mm -hmm. on? So there actually may be noises that have your dog on edge and charges their nervous system. The thing about having music that specifically 
recorded for dogs is you have complete control over what they're going to hear. And so you're much more likely to have a calm dog that way. Now, you can do this in stages. And when people come to me and say, oh, I've been paying attention to my sound environment. I play the classical music station. Now, this is back in the day when a station had like at two o'clock, everyone heard the same thing. Now it's an app. And, you know, so it's very different now. But still, it's like, well, that classical music station, I can tell you at three in the afternoon, they're not putting on music to calm you. They're putting on music to mm. charge you and keep you awake while you're falling asleep at your desk. <laughs> so so I think the benefit of having music that is based on research and that has been already shown to calm the canine nervous system is a much more helpful tool than something where you don't have control over what comes on. Interesting. So you started through a dog's ear and tell me about your new company. My new company is My Zen Pet. (laughs) And I called it that because I really want to bring Zen to pet households, to not only the four leggeds in the house, but the two leggeds. Because I am so aware that you can't help one without helping the other and vice versa. Because no matter what I do to help a dog with my music, if their person is really stressed out and high strung, their dog's going to pick up on that energy. So the music I create now is a little different in that it's not as slow. It's not as sleepy as I call it. It could be used for, it's very calming and it's very soothing for people and dogs, but you could play it while you're working in the afternoon. And coming out with it, you know, during the pandemic, it was, you know, people and they still are, you know, working remote from their homes. And I like I have someone in my club, my dog club, where she said, Lisa, I need help. I'm still working from home. And I got four dogs. I can't, they have to be chilled when I'm on the phone. (laughs) So what are you observing about the effect on humans of the music that you develop for dogs? It's so great because I love seeing the human response. And it's it's hard to separate the two because I see the humans, I, you know, you just see it in their, beha- in their, not only the dog behavior, but the human behavior. They start to lower their voice and they start to talk a little slower. And oh. someone, someone else in my club has eight dogs. Now she's a very skilled oh, wow. dog trainer. So she's skilled with them and she lives on 150 acres. So yeah. she knows how to handle them, but she just loves these dog gone calm concerts that I do for people and their dogs because it gives her kind of an excuse kind of it's an opportunity and excuse like a time to just chill out and have her dogs do the same it's it's a really sacred time and I will tell you as Gina is 12 years old and I I'm hesitant to say I think I can finally say she's a senior but I don't know she's Mm -hmm. still running agility and we still hike a lot she's still very active but you know she's up there so Uh I want more than anything else, because no matter how long dogs live, they don't live long enough. And so Mm -hmm. I want more than anything else to expand my time with her. And the way I expand my time with her is to be more present, 
And the music I create is a way it kind of gives people an opportunity and again, an excuse to be present with their dogs. You know, dog people will know we will sacrifice so much for our dogs that we won't for ourselves. But then when you put it together into one package and both benefit, it's really something really beautiful to see. Sure. Win-win situation. Yeah. And I always love when we can increase our efficiencies. (laughs) Exactly. Efficiency junkie. So love that. Well, dogs are known for getting agitated with loud sounds, like you mentioned, fireworks, thunderstorms. I remember our dog, Brandy, who came to the marriage, our golden retriever, Every time fireworks went off, she would head for the bathtub. I don't know if all dogs do that or if that was just what she considered her safe space, but she would head for the bathtub. What are other situations, though, that might not be as obvious where you find this music to be really effective or helpful for dogs? So I have to tell you, I used to have a golden retriever who ran to the bathtub. Really? Not. We don't have thunderstorm. Well, now once in a while we do. In those days, we didn't have thunderstorms in California, but windstorms. I lived right next to an open field near the ocean, and mm. that dog was the most mellow dog. Byron was, people thought he was on quaaludes. He was so mellow, except... <laughs> Except for that one time when the wind came in. And this was way back where I really didn't know very much at all about dogs. But thinking back, the bathtub story reminded that's what he did to be safe. And sometimes dogs would go under the bed. That's a frequent habit during thunderstorms. So it could be thunderstorms, construction, loud sounds, fireworks, definitely. So many dogs are fearful of fireworks. And sometimes what I found, the anxiety in dogs... It's oftentimes more subtle. So it's really important to know your dog. So I have a sister when she had her dog. It was it was her first dog as an adult and their family dog. And when I visited, I thought the dog had pretty extreme noise sensitivity that she didn't notice because it was just subtle. It was just like going to the window when a car drove by and barking once or just always in a, the ears were always up. Always. And so what happens when a dog is always on alert, like 24-7, their nervous system is really affected. Mm. And so that's one of the ways the music can help. And veterinarians offer my music prescriptively for that reason, because it's not only for treatment, it's also for prevention, because Mm. you could set, like oftentimes they'll say half an hour every night, and, you know, they slide in that it wouldn't hurt you either, you know, listen together because it's good. <laughs> and then it, it can be like a ritual that you do together that's so special. So, wow. so, oh my goodness, anxiety can be anything from barking at anyone walking by. It could be the noise sensitivity to any new sound. It could be a new tea kettle that you bring into the house or, or an instant pot that beeps or whatever it is and the dog is on alert. It just really is important to understand that behavior because it tends to, if you don't, it tends to escalate middle age to senior years. Oh, okay. Or or sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's new behaviors can come up, particularly in senior years. So, you know, a dog might have cognitive challenges or might have anxiety that they didn't exhibit when they were younger. And that's another source the music can help Uh with as well. Well, tell us where people can find your dog calming music and also tell us about some of your other recommended resources for dogs and their owners. I know you have a podcast. Yay. I have a podcast. And also a 
the Dog Gone Calm Club. So tell us where we can find your music and about your other resources. So you can find my music. The label is the company My Zen Pet, and the album name is Dog Gone Calm, although I will be coming up with an <laughs> album with a different name soon. So you can okay. find that on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and so forth. I have a podcast called My Zen Pet right now. It's a micro podcast. It's published twice a week, Monday and Friday and between seasons right now, but I'll be coming back soon at the end of February. And the Monday podcast is a meditation. So it's Meditation Monday where I guide you through a meditation that you do with your dog or with your pet that is set to the music of Dog Gone Calm. And then I also have a club, which is so cool. This is like, it's my dream. It's just so fun because I'm just connecting with people who are, we speak the same language. We just, yeah. it's dog lover with a capital D and we're like pet parents 2.0. We take everything to the next <laughs> level and it's called the Dog Gone Calm Club. All of those you can find on my website at myzenpet.com or you can join the wait list right now for the Doggone Calm Club at doggonecomclub.com and you can also find on the website. And I have a guest expert every month and then I do a Doggone Calm concert every month where people put oh. their dogs on the Zoom and the Zoom camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. And in February, our, for Valentine's, we have a canine massage therapist coming in to show oh. us how to give love to our dogs through canine Oh, love that. Well, I want to save just a little bit of time for you to also quick tell us about your other ventures, because not only do you do all of this for dog lovers and combining your passions for dogs and music, but you also have your own website. And you do a lot with for musicians and piano skills and technique and things like that. So tell us about that website and the resources you have there for the music lovers in our midst, whether they have dogs or not. Thank you. Everything under that is under my name. So it's lisaspector.com, spelled T-O-R. I have online courses and memberships. My main thing is my club called the Piano Ninja Tricksters Club, where I help intermediate to advanced level classical pianist learn more in less time. And I help them establish really good practice habits so they can make music with joy and with ease. And then I teach other courses. I have a, for non-musicians, I actually have a course coming up in March called Demystifying Classical Music. All of this, of course, is online. I have winning the musician's mind game because it's so important to really be in control of what goes in your mind because that shapes everything. And then I also have a Chopin Piano Ninja course coming up as well in February. Love it. I love the names of those. And I just love that concept of increasing the efficiency and the joy of our musical experiences. It's so important. It's, it's just so important. Yes. Well, this has been delightful, Lisa. I ask all my guests to close out our conversation with a musical ending. I call it a coda. And you have a really special song and story to share with us in closing today. Tell us the story of Gina and and then also explain to all of us what we're going to be hearing after that. Sure. I love the title coda for your ending. That's so clever. <laughs> 
So Gina is now 12, but when she, I adopted her when she was about one, and when she was about three, she used to just be obsessed with eating grass, just obsessed, mm. like just absolutely obsessed. She's it's still there a little bit, but not as much. She had eaten, like swollen whole, this eat, like foot long blade of really thick grass. But at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just knew like a half an hour later, she just started coughing and she was wheezing. I, Of course, it was a weekend. These things always happen on weekends. <laughs> so brought her to ER and I'm going to leave her there for the night. And it was really terrifying for me. They had to bring in someone from like a county an hour away for a veterinary specialist to do a scoping procedure to get this thing out. But wow. her lungs were filling with fluid so fast that they were worried she wouldn't make it. And so literally they said they prepared a room for us, which I'm sure was their euthanasia room. And they said, you need to be prepared. We really hope she'll come out of this, but she may not. So yeah. we're going to set aside some time for you just to have some time with her to say goodbye, just in case. Uh -huh. And, you know, you know, there's a good ending because she's 12 and she's still here. But um, so what we did in that time, you know, again, I wanted to expand the time. So I played my music for her, and she has this special piece. It was so sacred because it was like time stopped. And again, I didn't know whether I'd see her again. And I'm so grateful it all just turned out fine. But that's how powerful music can be. As you know, it's a topic of your podcast. I mean, it's just so powerful. So the music I'm about to play for you is a little different, though, because it's music for one hand. I won't go into too much of the story because it's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> but um, four and a half years ago, I fell and severed my right hand so badly that I ended up with seven fractures needing four surgeries over three years. And I was temporarily, I was told I would never play piano again. It's four and a half years later, and I'm playing full concerts with two hands. It's all good. But it's, oh, it's with both hands. With both are. hands. Oh, yeah, with both hands. But I, in those first two years, I only played with my left hand only. And then when I was doing that, I thought, well, you know, like I said at the beginning of this interview, lower frequencies have been proven to calm the canine nervous system. Well, what does my left hand play? It plays lower frequencies. Mm -hmm. So this is my own arrangement of a very famous song. You'll, your listeners will all know the, it's from Vivaldi Four Seasons, which of course is written for violin, which is a high frequency instrument as the soloist and string orchestra. So that might charge your dog's nervous system. So this is now arranged for left hand only. It's the slow movement from the winter concerto in four seasons. And it's also my podcast theme music too. I invite your listeners when you listen to this, whether you have a dog or not, take it in and slow down and really enjoy and let this be soothing, whether it's one end of the leash or both ends of the leash.
As the first part of track one from Doggone Calm. The link to the full album is in the show notes, as well as links to Lisa's website, podcast, and many other ways to connect with her and her work. Exciting news, Lisa has made her Valentine's Day dog massage event open to non-members. She mentioned this event in our conversation. It's a Doggone Calm Club online event with guest expert Monica Bush, who is a canine massage therapist for the U.S. World Agility Team. She'll demo canine massage with her dog and teach participants about trigger point therapy. I love massage therapy for myself, so I think this event sounds awesome. It is free for Doggone Calm Club members and $30 for non-members. The link is in the show notes. If you've had an experience with music enhancing the life of your dog or pet, I'd love to hear about it. You can connect with me on email, mindy at mpetersonmusic.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. You can also send me a voice memo that I can share with the Enhanced Life with Music community by playing in an upcoming episode. All links from today's episode and a transcript can be found in the show notes at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. This is episode 124. All links are also in the episode details right in your podcast app. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.